hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Godfather and Gorney podcast. That's my shout out to Baba Bowie. That right there is Adam Gorney adjusting his hat. What hat is that? Rivals? Yeah, Rivals. Right. This one. is my Rivals camp series. I own one Rivals hat. I used to have 18,000. Yeah. But our old boss put a certain logo on them and we can't use that anymore. Yeah. So let's talk recruiting because that's what people really are here for other than our good looks. Yep. Kool-Aid, Jaquincy McKinstry, which is one of my favorite names in this class. Yep. I uh, got it on Sunday. Word is Alabama, after many people thought he was leaning towards Auburn, uh, your thoughts, Gorney? Yeah, it seemed like uh, kind of a three-way dance there for a little while, but it seemed like early on it was Auburn. He wanted to go to Auburn. It felt like Auburn was going to get him. Um, but now it looks like Alabama is the school that will land Kool-Aid. And your he's... thoughts? Did you see the Bobo reference there? <laughs> your, your thoughts. I like it. Howard. Your thoughts. Uh, the America's Got Talent ratings are down 2% since you've left. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. So, <laughs> that's my goal. So, Street to Alabama, I'm not surprised because here's why. Auburn's a mess. Who knows what's going to happen there long-term with Malzahn or short-term with Malzahn. You go to Alabama, Brian Branch, you're on the field. Malachi Moore's on the field. If you're very good, you're going to be on the field. McQuincy's going to be – McKinstry's going to be on the field very early there. I like Alabama as the pick. That's where he's going to go. Yeah, well, that's easy to say when it's like 99% now likely that he's going to go to Alabama. Months ago, I had him going to Auburn. I don't know what changed. Nick Saban gets who he wants at defensive back. That we know. There's been a few that have slipped through the cracks over the years that he didn't get that he wanted. But when Nick wants a defensive back, for the most part, he's going to get him. This kid is number two cornerback in the country, potential five-star candidate, very good length, tremendous athlete, cool nickname. He's got everything you're looking for. But back to the Auburn program, because I'm going to mention Jeremiah Williams, the linebacker in the state who was supposed to go to Auburn and still could. His mom wanted him at Auburn, but now I've heard that he's been given the green light by mom to go to Florida if he wants to. So I put my future cast in for Florida. I don't know. You know, confidence is high at both places. It always is. People, people, you know, they think we can get this information from colleges. When you talk to colleges, you know, off the record, they, they all think they're going to get everybody. So it's really not a great source. I remember Rocco Spindler was down to Notre Dame and Michigan and the confidence was so high on both sides. And I knew the kid was going to Notre Dame for like two weeks. Yeah. The key, the key to know is when you talk to these guys and they go, nah, we weren't crazy about him. That means he's going to the other place. Right. Or when they completely sort of give up, like Marius Mims was going to go to Tennessee right up until the day before his announcement. And then it's like, bro, doesn't look good. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Too bad. That was close. Yeah, we don't like him as much as the other guy. We'll, we like him more. He's not as athletic. That's certain schools. Not all schools are like that. That's certain schools. It's, oddly enough, it's the best schools in the country that are like that. <laughs> like that, yeah. You would think it would be the schools that are like scrambling for scrambling for three stars, but it's like the guys who, you know, oh, this five-star sucks. We like this five-star better. Like, yeah. Oh, no, but Williams, I think Florida's confidence is pretty high. And like you said, the mother wants him at Auburn, but has signed off on Florida. If she's signing off on Florida, that means the kid probably wants to go to Florida. So I'm picking Florida for him, McKinstry to Alabama. Have you put in your future cast? I have been busy doing other work this morning. I will put in my future cast following this wonderful podcast. You're horrible at doing that, by the way. You know that, right? That's that's our product. It's a product. So we know we have fan future cast. We interact with our subscribers and our fans and stuff and you're just awful plus there's a way to explain your your future cast which i'm going to be yelling at everybody to start using which yes is a differentiator for us and we don't i think this is a conversation best served off the podcast probably because you know again the person who's editing this is going to be all pissed off because we're all over the map but you know I, i'm just chastising you because i have you in front of me and when i send a text to the analyst group everybody ignores me so clearly I've lost my clout, but once I chop off a head and do what we call a landmark fire, yes, as John Taffer says on Bar Rescue. Well, 
and then you all step in line, right? So absolutely. So Auburn, is this the curse of Chad Morris? I mean, this is Gus is being Gus, but things are getting worse. Yeah, I've said this for the past few weeks, and I'll say it one more time. I'm sure people are sick of hearing it. It's like watching a high school offense with the with the pooch punting and the sugar huddle and the run five guys in motion and then screen pass with no blockers out in front and all the frustrating things that you see from a team that has Anthony Schwartz, maybe the fastest player on any football field in the country, who has Tank Bigsby, who has Seth Williams that they didn't throw to against Georgia, all those things. I don't know if it's the curse of Chad Morris, but Gus Malzahn has to get his hands around this because uh, it's not working out well and they look like they're getting worse. Well, a lot of people and a lot of fan bases who have dealt with Chad Morris have left unhappy with Chad yes. Morris as their offensive mind. And we know Gus is running the show here, but you know what Sam Pittman's doing in Arkansas, and we'll get to the SEC in a second, shows me that Chad Morris is just not getting things done. And his, his resume at SMU wasn't that great. Well, it helps to have Felipe Franks at quarterback. It helps to have Traylon Burks and, uh, you know, yeah, that receiving they, they forward to win older. They didn't want to win for Chad Morris. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, they were talking to the cheerleaders at Mississippi State in pregame. I mean, he had absolutely no control of that program, and it's obvious. Um, I thought Sam Pittman was going to come in and struggle the same way. He was an offensive line coach for most of his career had no head coaching experience. You thought that it was going to take time for this to happen. And it's happened pretty quickly. Now the schedule gets a whole lot tougher. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But, uh, you know, you have to give him credit. He, he has as many wins as Chad Morris had at Arkansas in four games. I, I'm going to blame Chad Morris. And you know what? When Chad Morris, if he, if he DMs me and somehow gets word of this, I'm just going to deny it. Okay. Because that's what I do. When I talk bad about coaches, they always, you know, hit me up. And then I say, oh, what? And they're not going to watch this whole thing to see if it's true or not. They just hear it secondhand. So I'll deny it. But I think something something's wrong at Auburn, and we'll talk about that. But from the recruiting standpoint, if they lose those two kids, I mean, it's two in-state kids, losing one to Bama, losing one to Florida, would be a disaster. Um, and this recruiting class could be one of the worst that Auburn's had in a long time. And, and Auburn fans complain about Gus's recruiting already. So – that's not going to help. One, one other recruit, Xavier Story. Um, did I say Story? I think you said like Story, but it is Sorry, no T in it. I said Story, I think. So Xavier Story, uh, a tremendous athlete out of Florida who had been rumored to be leaning towards Alabama for the longest time, but I think that was a false narrative. Um, he's tweeted that he's going to announce soon. We don't know when. Um, I'm anxiously waiting for his response. Georgia mm. or Florida here? Confidence is high at both places. Uh, my future cast has been for Alabama for a long time, but I'm going to change that. But I'm waiting for more intel before I switch it to Florida, Georgia. So I was about to flip it to Florida, and then you came on, and you're like, I hear Georgia. So what are you hearing? You're waiting, you're waiting for more intel? More is intel. that what you're waiting for? I'm B digging. I'm digging up more sources. More sources. Yeah. Um, I think it's a toss-up right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up at Florida. It seems like Alabama's completely out of it. So it's Florida, Georgia. I tend to lean Georgia here for God knows why, but uh, I think it's 50-50. Alabama's out, and then you're going to wait for your intel and fill us all in on, on what's going on. Well, here's the thing. Confidence is high at Florida. Confidence is high at Georgia. Yeah. Okay. He took an unofficial visit on his own. I think he was part of that group that went in August with uh, Corey Foreman and Mason Smith. Yeah. Really guys. He took yeah. A, a hosted visit in March, like March 7th to Florida before everything shut down. So I don't know what he learned on his visit at Georgia. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. He's a very quiet kid too. You ask him, you know, he's nice, but you ask him, you know, just tell you, shut up. He won't yeah. say shut up, but it'll just, he'll stop responding to you, which is just as rude and hurtful. But um, I, it's a toss-up right now, but he's coming up too. Anybody else out West? Like out West, it's been really kind of boring. It's been quiet. Um, no one's playing. It's, it's kind of like it feels like everything's on 
like pause here. No one's playing. No one's really taking visits anymore. They're kind of done with that. Um, well, who's uncommitted out there other than Corey? Yeah, Corey Foreman. Ethan, Corey Foreman is LSU, USC. I think those are the two. I think Georgia has kind of slid off the, off the path here. Until he visits uh, Georgia again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can get back into it. Um, Ethan Calvert is a four-star linebacker who's USC, UCLA, Utah. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah pulls a little bit of a stunner there. Sierra Wright, um, four-star corner. We know where he's going. USC. Uh, other than that, it's kind of slow. Well, Very slow. Usually you got your five stars out there, you know, that are taking their SEC and ACC <clears throat> visits and, you know, creating a drama. And, and then you got kids flipping because of a drive-by. And you got a lot of stuff going on out there usually. And now you got nothing. What about uh, Jake Garcia? That's a fun one. All right. So I got, there was a tremendous suggestion by you. I carry us in factor fiction. I mean, it's clear. With the top. Well, I couldn't carry you. I'm not physically able. That's well, nobody can. I am built like a built like a human egg, right? I have these skinny little legs now. Yeah. And this is a triple X sweatshirt. I like I like them roomy, but I, I really shouldn't be wearing a triple X. No. But I look like a huge egg up top, like a red egg. Yeah, kind of like this. Yeah, you saw me, right? Yes. Standing up. Just wasn't pretty. No. No. Skinny little legs, though. My legs are so skinny now because um, I walk so much. And that's all that, you know, everything I eat goes right to the egg <clears throat> and it never reaches down to the leg. So yeah. why was I talking about that? Oh, you can't carry me because I'm fat. Yeah, funny. Real funny. Fact. Fact or fiction, Mike. Factor fiction. So you sent a great suggestion. You know, Jake Garcia moved to the East Coast, so he couldn't be eligible to play, which was a great move. Um, he's committed to USC. Miller Moss is committed to USC. They offer a third quarterback in this class. So we go factor fiction. Will he stick with the class? I don't know what your answer is because I don't read your stuff. I said he's going to stick with USC. I'm sure you said the same thing, right? Yeah, I did because I think he's going to. Um... So he's not eligible Tell us about at Valdosta now. Tell us about the third kid. Okay. So Jake Garcia is not eligible at Valdosta now. So he's looking to transfer to Grayson and thinks he could get eligible there to play. So that's an interesting side Step note. Over. So, okay. But what about the third kid? So the third kid is Jackson Dart. He's a right now a three-star who is fixing a move up, as they say, in Valdosta. He's from Utah. He has like 50 touchdowns and one interception this year. Completely is blown up. Runs a perfect offense for him. He's spread. He throws it all over the field. Dominating. They offer him. So everyone thinks either Miller Moss or Jake Garcia will decommit. It would probably be Jake Garcia since Miller Moss is pretty much locked in and is already in the playbook and all those kinds of things. But Jake Garcia still wants to enroll early at USC. And he's telling people that the only reason he went to Georgia was to have a season because in California, no season yet. So he'd be able to play, then enroll early, then compete after Slovis leaves. Slovis will be the only scholarship quarterback on campus next year. They thought they could get away with two and then a transfer but now they're leaning toward taking two plus dart if he's interested in it, which raises all these other questions of if you're Miller Moss or Jake Garcia, do you want to be one of three freshman quarterbacks? Usually with two freshman quarterbacks, one transfers out. Now there's three and Jackson dart is probably the hottest quarterback in the country right now. Will so, Jackson dart choose USC though. He hasn't committed yet. Yeah. I don't, I, that will be tough. His dad played at Utah and Utah is one of his favorite schools. Arizona State, he likes because of what they're doing with Jaden Daniels. UCLA and Iowa State are there. We'll see if they uh, continue to be among the top schools. I think Chip Kelly is still a draw for a lot of kids out here. And what Brock Purdy did as sort of an undervalued quarterback at Iowa State is also a favorite of his. But when USC offers, it's hard to say no. However, when Miller Moss and Jake Garcia are already committed and you are basically option three, 
it's also hard to say yes. So we will see what Jackson Dart does. I have to talk to him this week about it. Um, but I don't think by USC offering Jackson Dart, Jake Garcia goes elsewhere. All right. That was a long answer. A lot of info, though. I, I, it's all just flowing out. Is he going to go to USC or not? Who? Dart. I don't think so. I, I, I can't see how you'd want to be one of three freshman quarterbacks. That's really rare. Remember Arizona State a couple years ago in the Daniels class took three? Yeah, and one transferred and one went to tight end. One started back or something. One played at Pitt this past week and looked horrible. Yeah. Joey Yellen. Joey Yellen. Yeah, but I remember that. I was like, that's not yeah. a good idea. Never they, they needed the numbers. So, yeah. anyhow, all right. Um, I'm going to do something real quick before any other recruiting tidbits you want to talk about. I mean, Mason Smith cut down to five. We all think he's going to LSU. Yes. Uh, Egbuka, nothing. JT, nothing. Nothing, right? Nothing. All right. Overrated player of the week and underrated player of the week. I just made this up. Thought about it while you were just long-winded about dart. Underrated player of the week for me this, this week. Hasn't even played a down of football. His name is Parker Washington, and he has earned a starting job at Penn State. And I had discussions with Sam Spiegelman, who handles Texas for us, that this kid is underrated. And I think we popped him in around the 150 range. Okay. He's going to be really good. And I think we're probably going to look back at this and say this is a top 50 kid in the country. Now, again, there's no evidence. So technically, my underrated player of the week is Khalil Herbert, who's a kid from Miami who went to Kansas and then transferred to Virginia Tech, who just happens to be leading the undefeated Hokies and rushing and killing teams. Yes. My overrated player of the week, which I haven't even thought about, I got to pick Jared Garantano. I mean, awful. I could say Matt Corral because he threw six picks, and I think he fumbled. And he was a high four-star, and he was a five at one point. But Garantano almost made a five, and he looks awful. Two pick sixes, just no way to say that he was a top 40 player in the country. So give me your underrated and overrated after you comment on my tremendous knowledge. Well, you can't, you can't say Corral's overrated. He diced up Alabama's defense. Yeah, he threw so six he picks. can't be overrated. Six picks. I know. That was not good. And against Arkansas. And a fumble. So, Guarantano, though, we, we need to have a discussion oh, about okay. what we see here. Because he's not even a guy who ever really had it and then kind of lost his confidence or something. He has struggled his entire career at Tennessee. I'm going to tell you what ruined him. I'm going to give you this intel right now. Okay, what do you got? Under Armour. So, you were there. It was the year of the valet. The year of the valet. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you weren't there. Looks good all week, right? All the quarterbacks at Under Armour traditionally look horrible for the first couple of days. Just awful, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And he was there, and he was the only one who looked any good. And he was fluid and picked up the offense was hitting guys and I'm like wow then we get to the game and the offensive line stunk so badly mm. that he was getting killed rushed immediately looked awful I don't know if he might have completed one pass looked horrible and we didn't give him his fifth star because of that because the the panic in his eyes when when there was guys coming at him really worried me a little bit now this is a kid who played head-to-head -head with Shea Patterson against IMG with all those four stars and five stars up in New Jersey. And I saw him go punch for punch with that team. Very good player. But I think Under Armour ruined him. That's my guess. That's fair enough. What are you doing? Are you texting? No. So my overrated, I have two. All right. The entire North Carolina football team. No, no, no. The defense? No, the whole team. Sam Howell put up big numbers, man. They had a lot of drops. Yeah, but against Boston College, they looked very average. All right, all right, all right. Shade. Number five in the country. They have... Yeah, you can't pick a whole team. They, they went to Florida State and lost the game. I mean, Florida State is hardly uh, world-killing. Give, give me a player. Say Sam Howell. Use your words. No. You're gonna I, give me a team, so give me a player then. Don't give me a team. Who's your player? My player 
Stetson Bennett. Is that overrated? Oh, yeah, overrated, yeah. Oh, okay. Overrated Stetson Bennett. Well, I mean, overrated in the sense that he was going to lead Georgia to a national championship oh. and beat Alabama at Alabama on Saturday night. Yeah, Not overrated in terms of being a two-star because we have yeah, to forget yeah. about that. That's the premise of this game. This is a dumb game that you talk, that you brought up without even preparing for this. We need to have a prep session. It's pretty easy to follow the rules of this game. So you said you had two overrated. Yeah, the entire North Carolina football team. Oh, and then Stetson Bennett, he doesn't count. Okay. Be a kid that well, then, ranked five or four stars who who is not doing it right now. It's so easy because there's so many. I would need to look at my lists just to make sure I'm you not missing. Want me to give you one? Yeah. I didn't pick them. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why do I? I do don't this? like that move. I don't like it either. Very Tubin-esque. Very feminine. All right. How about Bo Nix? Five star. Looks of his doing things. though. Looks horrible though. They don't let him throw the ball down the field. He's making bad decisions, too. He had two picks. You're right. I mean, they're just they're throwing the ball to Tank. It's Tank, 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 who could be your underrated if I wanted to give you that one because he's going to be a five-star player. Um, we should have not dropped him, but no. whatever. We rated like six running backs five stars, which is moronic. How about my boy Kendall Milton that you weren't so sold on? I like him a lot, and I've tweeted yeah. at his dad, you know. We're friends. Father the ballers. Yeah, we're friends now. So um, you got your overrated. Give me your underrated. Underrated. Yeah, we got that. How about Hendon Hooker? Throws okay. for All right. Runs for right? three. Three star? Yeah. Wait, he might have been a four. Runs for three and takes out your boy Jeff Halfley and the Boston College Eagles easily. What was he? He had to be a three. If he was a four then he can't be underrated. Wow, my internet's so fast. Thank you, Cox Cable. You gotta be kidding me with this what? Oh, it's let it, me look. It, because it I, look it up for me. I can't. Because I live in the real world here. It won't, it won't, it won't give me his ranking. It won't take it down. Oh, God. He was a five, seven, three star. Okay. So he can be underrated. Got it. Yes. Yeah, now he can't throw. Not, a, not the greatest thrower of all time in Virginia Tech history, but he is a true dual threat. And he stole those touchdowns away from Herbert and did all the work. But I'll give you a Henry Hooker. I, I don't think Virginia Tech gets enough love nationally so far for how they've played. I don't think – so that, that – you know, we'll talk about them in the ACC. But that's – that's all right, so that, that segment fell on its face. But yes. now, you're, now that you're prepared for it next week, because I just threw that at you, you know, that's yeah. not fair. Let's break down the SEC. All right. Alabama, obviously, is the king of the world. Mac Jones is the greatest quarterback. Now, people got to remember, he was a four-star. It's not like we thought he was a schlub. No, yeah. I like Mac Jones a lot. Yeah, but I thought Bryce Young would take over by now. So I was wrong there. But Alabama looks great. Waddle's a five-star playing like it. Devontae Smith should have been a five-star, was a four. Najee's amazing. Offensive line's coming together. Leatherwood looks great. Alabama clearly the class of the SEC. Who is the second best team? Did we just see them beat them? Yes, I, I do think so. So it's not we, Florida. See, the F- Florida could be, but I will take a very good defense over a very good offense. So when Georgia and Florida meet in the world's largest cocktail party, I know you can't call it that anymore because if you don't call it that, people won't drink before the game. Um. Florida's defense is just not very good at all. And so I think I have a problem with that. And I think Georgia will be able to figure out Trask and slow those guys down. So I would say, yes, Georgia would be the second best team. And then I think Florida is the, is the third best team. I have a different order. I have Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. And the reason I have Florida, I don't like their defense. I don't like the way they're giving up points. I, I, I'm not sold on Grantham um, and what he's trying to do here because they've got talent, but they're just – they're giving up big plays. But I do not believe in the quarterback situation at Georgia. I just don't. Yes. Clearly, JT Daniels isn't ready to play. I mean, he's not physically ready. He was cleared, but he can't run around for his life, and they don't want to right. hurt again. Stetson Bennett is a nice story. You know, we saw his little picture as an eight, eight-year-old, eight you know, visiting, you know, for the dogs and all that stuff. But he's 
he's he's got a, a weak arm and he throws the ball out for grabs and he gets panicky and he kind of fell apart in that game and I don't believe Kyle Trask, former two star as well, is to me the real deal with Pitts. Nobody can match up with Pitts. I don't care who Georgia has; they're not going to be able to match up with him. And and their skill position players are playing a lot better. So I got Florida two, but you have Georgia two. Then after that, how big a drop off is there? I mean, who's four? It's bad. I'll tell you who four is. I I guess it would be Kellen Mond and the Texas A&M Aggies. Right. Who got thumped by Alabama? But I will tell you this: they beat Florida. I thought they would do their typical A&M and struggle against Mississippi State, and they ended up beating Mississippi State pretty pretty easily. I mean, there was really never in doubt. Uh, Mond isn't making mistakes. The defense is much better than I thought they were. And yeah. They've got to be the fourth team now. I had them. I did a top 10 just for fun because I'm trying to get my Instagram to grow, which you should get your Instagram going because that's where the young kids are. I'm, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of youngsters, you know, a lot of 20-year-old kids who really love recruiting and football, want to get into this industry and could really use a mentor like myself on the gram. The gram is very good for, for young, hip kids. As you know, I'm hip. So yep, young, yep. I, put up a, I put up a top 10. And I think I had like Texas A&M sixth or something like that. And I had Georgia eighth and everybody flipped out like Georgia lost to the best team in the country. And, 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 and the best team in the country just destroyed A&M and blah, 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 blah. But Georgia doesn't have any good wins. You know, Auburn's bad. Uh, I think their two ranked victories were against teams that have turned out to be horrible. How can you have Florida ahead of A&M if they played head-to-head in Texas A&M won? I don't have Florida ahead of A&M. I have them like nine. I had like Miami. You just said Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M are the four best. Oh, you're right. No. Okay. Okay. Good point. Florida's third. How about that? No, fourth. No, Texas A&M's the second best team. No, No, you're right. They are fourth. They're fourth. Look, Alabama. Uh, I'll tell you what. I put this top 10 uh, together a little too quickly. Yeah, you didn't think it through. I didn't. I just wanted the pictures up there and get a bunch of little hearts. Yeah, that's, yeah. So it's Alabama, I had, I had Florida, Alabama, A&M, Florida. I had Alabama, A&M, Georgia, Florida. Wow. And here I am arguing for Florida being the second best team. No. But A&M beat Florida, so they should be ahead of them. Absolutely. All right, so forget Florida. How easily you throw them out. Yeah. But, they, but you had Florida ahead of Georgia. No, I didn't. I had Georgia eighth and, like, Florida ninth. But you just said the four best teams. You would take Trask over Georgia. Yeah, I know. I'm just really confusing myself. But here's the real truth based on my Instagram. A&M's ahead of Florida because they beat them head-to-head. Has to be. So they're number two. Georgia's three. Florida's four. What do you think of that? No, I don't like it. I think Georgia would beat Texas A&M head-to-head. I think they'd beat them handily. Really? I think. With that quarterback situation? Come on. Yes. I don't think Texas A&M is all that good. I don't think Mond is very good. and I would take Georgia in that game. I think they'd be favored by six and a half, and I think they'd win 24-7. I think you're probably a little bit smarter than me in this case. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be defensive and stand my ground. I'm glad you pointed that out though, because I'm clearly confused. Yeah, you got to get your head. It's all fixed. It's just, it's Instagram, man. It just, it makes me put up stupid stuff. So I gotta I gotta calm down. But I really do believe Florida should be should be behind Texas A&M because they lost head to head. So I don't know. Georgia's defense. This is a passing league now. The SEC. They're gonna be able to stop teams. Who they who they beat? They beat Auburn, right? Yes. Horrible offense. Tennessee. Horrible offense. Well, as we talked last week, Mike, I said I like Alabama over Georgia because Georgia hasn't played anybody with a good offense. Right. And Alabama and everybody was hating on Alabama's defense after Ole Miss torched them and this and that. And that's exactly when Alabama comes to play, and that's exactly what they did. It's it's so predictable with Alabama. No one's going to beat them in the SEC. They're the best team maybe in the country. Everybody yeah. else is playing no. second. My number one was Clemson still. That or- oh, no. 
Oh, no, I, I absolutely think. I think Clemson is the best team in the country, and they, they could have put up 125 on Georgia Tech if they really wanted to. But until the playoff, they don't really play anybody. We see that. They don't. Come on. Sadly, the, the number two team I have in the ACC is Notre Dame, and I don't, I'm not impressed by them. This is a good segue into the ACC, though. I think we're doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. And then I got Miami number three, and they already drubbed them. So um, North Carolina, you're out. You blew it. Notre Dame will get thumped by Clemson, probably by 20 to 30 points. Uh, the defense is okay. The running game is solid, but if they fall behind, they're dead. The passing game is horrible. I don't know what you're doing out in California producing quarterbacks, but Ian Book is not one of them. Did you train what, him yourself? What was he ranked there, Michael? He was a three-star. I get it. He wasn't – all right. Don't let me get into overranked West Coast kids. No, I know. Oh, my God, seriously. Yeah, we could have a little discussion about that. So, anyways, their their offense just doesn't scare me. They don't have anybody at the wide receiver that's going to do anything. They don't have the tight end that they can rely upon yet. Maybe Mayer as a freshman could be that guy. But no game's offense, um, so they'll get thumped. So, yeah, Clemson's not going to play anybody. The state of the ACC is this. It's Clemson and the rest of the world. Clemson recruits whoever they want whenever they want, they get who they want against the ACC. Florida State has not turned the corner. They had a good victory. I thought they would blow it. In fact, they probably should have had North Carolina decided to throw to the giraffe, that tall dude. Did you watch the game, a little bit of it? Uh, no. All right, so they got a six foot five, I can't remember his name. Um, they got a six foot five wide receiver who looks like he's 6'10 on UNC. Yeah. And they, they just started throwing the ball up to him, and they couldn't stop him. So, so the, the, late in the game, Norvell takes a timeout, and and the the giraffe was winded, and he he was on the sidelines. So the timeout allowed him to get back in there, and then they don't throw the ball to him. And yeah. they had two drops at the end. By they've got good receivers, but they had two drops at the end and, and blew it. They should have at least tied that game and then won it. But congrats to Florida State, but they're not close to turning the corner yet. It, it, it will help recruiting a little bit, but the ACC is an absolute joke. But I do want to say think props. Virginia Tech is the second best team in that conference? They could be, they could, because they can run the ball, um, and they've got a pretty good defense. I don't know. Would they beat Notre Dame? Yeah, they might. Now, right now i got Notre Dame. Then yeah. i got Miami. Then i got Virginia Tech. Yeah. I do want to shout out to NC State, Dave Doran. Four and one. Nobody's paying yes. attention. They're in the top 25. He saved his job. Yes. Uh, Will, Will Muschamp, too, you know, with the victory over Auburn, saved his job, I think. Um, so in the Carolinas, you're going to have some continuity uh, with the coaching staffs there. Uh, the three big ACC. names that have kind of busted a little bit. Babers, who was really kind of climbing up and getting a big job. Satterfield at Louisville has been disappointing. Horrible. And uh, Brocko Mendenhall at Virginia is struggling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they look awful too. And 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 Babers won ten games two years ago. Yeah, remember they were. I think they were favored over Notre Dame when they played at Yankee Stadium, or it's like a three point spread or something. And then Notre Dame crushed them. And since then, they haven't been the same. They took their soul. It's been, and they they lose to Liberty. So he's he's probably on his way out. Brocko will stay at Virginia, but they, they really have dropped quite a bit, and they can't recruit their home state, so that's a bit of a problem. Who was the other yeah. one you said that's starting to be horrible? Batterfield at Louisville. How is that? I mean, they've got talent. Yeah. On offense, at least. You know, you would think they'd be like UNC, where they'd have to have sport teams. You know, they yeah. solid quarterback. They got Atwell. Um, you know, they got running back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got talent. Now, again, their offensive line is a big question, and it's been a problem. You know, and, and you lose Becton, who's your left tackle, who just envelops everybody. But you'd still think with the recruiting that they've done and the talent they have, they'd be better. They're really an awful football team. But Notre Dame beating them 12-7 is not impressive either. So the ACC stinks. Clemson will be in the playoff. Let's move on to the Big 12. Big 12 yeah. is a nightmare. It, it's a nightmare because Oklahoma State's the best team in the uh, Big 12 right now, Right. They still have games against Texas and Oklahoma. We all know Oklahoma State's going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose. It's what they yes. do. So they're the only chance the Big 12 has at the playoff, I think, because they have to run the table. Because Kansas State and Iowa State are probably two and three in that conference right now. And they're, they're you know, already have losses. Both of them lost to Sunbelt teams early in the season. So yeah. they're out. 
And then you've got Oklahoma, which has been eliminated already, and Texas, which has been eliminated already. And, and you know, the TCUs of the world, um, they're one in three or something. I mean, really just a bad conference. So it's Oklahoma State or nothing. So if you're a Big 12 fan, you know, short of being a rival, you know, like you should root for Oklahoma State to run the table and try to get the Big 12 in the playoff, but it's not going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Oklahoma State's schedule from here on out is pretty brutal. Um, Iowa State, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. If they get through any of that unscathed, they could beat Texas Tech and TCU. But that's the last hope. I don't think they're going to take a two-loss Oklahoma. I don't think they're going to take a two-loss Texas. I don't think they're going to take a one-loss Kansas State because their loss was to Arkansas State, and that's just not great. So like, like we've talked about before, I think two from the SEC. The problem is Georgia losing. The, the problem is Florida losing to Texas A&M. Right. Georgia losing to Alabama. Georgia, if Georgia loses, loses again to Alabama, again to Alabama then, they're not going to take a two-loss Georgia. And that's what is going to happen probably is Georgia's probably going to end up playing Alabama again in the SEC championship. So then you're going to have like a 7-0 and Oregon team in there or perhaps Penn State Nittany Lions. Or a one-loss Notre Dame that kind of give Clemson a little bit of a run for its money. Nah, and then we're going to see them get smoked again. Not after they lose by 30. Yeah, it could be the, the old Penn State Nittany Lions in there because they host Ohio State on uh, Halloween night in State College. Notre Dame has to play Clemson essentially twice if they're going to get there. Yeah, that's true. And they're going to yeah. get on both times if they do. So, yeah, it's going to be three good teams and then one team that's a sacrificial lamb for somebody. But let's get to the Big Ten. Uh, Journey Brown, big loss. Huge. You know, undisclosed medical issue, out for the season. You know, we're, we're starting to see guys opt out. Puka Williams opting out. I'm not saying the Journey opted out, but Puka opts out from Kansas, you know, after the season's already started. Journey Brown, we just find out, is going to miss the season. Now, they've got talent there. Obviously, yeah. I love Noah Kane. Uh, they've yeah. got a deep running back room. Um the question, of course, is, you know, can they overcome the loss of Parsons and, and can, you know, the quarterback play uh, of Clifford be enough? Um, can they come back if they fall behind? But let's talk Ohio State first. The Big Ten decided to stick it to Nebraska and put Ohio State as the first game. It's like, thanks, Nebraska, for making so much noise, making yeah. us look stupid, which, by the way, Big Ten, you are stupid. Yeah, um, the whole thing was stupid, and you just played it stupid. And so now the line is twenty six. You're betting, man. What's it going to be? Is Ohio State going to cover twenty six? I have a big mortgage on this house, Mike. Yeah, you're going to bet it all on the Buckeyes. <laughs> I think it, this is a fifty six ten kind of game. I at best fifty six twenty one. That's thirty five. Okay. So, was this in fact or fiction today? No. I haven't written this yet? I wrote no. it someplace. Oh, my, maybe my three-point stance. I get confused. <clears throat> so, 26, I think they're going to cover, but it's not going to be a 40 or 50-point drubbing. I think there's going to be some rust there. I think there's going to be – now, Ryan Day could be as ticked off as a human being is. is. You know, he said he's going to run it up on Michigan. He could want to run it up on everybody because he was so pissed that they did not – you know, play football and they're screwing around with all this stuff and he's got most yeah. of his team back, you know, the opt-outs came back for the most part. And, uh, but I, for some reason, I have a feeling that this isn't going to be a 50, this isn't going to be like an Ohio state or Michigan Rutgers score, you know, like 66 to three. No, I don't think it's going to be that, but I think it's going to be Ryan day wants his offense shown. He, he's seen Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball around and scoring 73 at Georgia tech. His team is sitting on the sidelines with the, with the collar on, waiting to be unleashed. Justin Fields is going to throw it around. And I just don't think Nebraska is all that good. I mean, every year, this is the year that they're going to turn it around. They just decided Adrian Martinez is going to be their quarterback. I was going to talk to you about that. that was, I found that very interesting, that there was a quarterback battle when we all thought, you know, Martinez was bad last year. He was good as a freshman. But I didn't think there would be a battle. Did you? I think this might be one of those coaching things where, with the bang, Mike, you got to stop. 
You should be awake. I, I thought it was going to be one of those. I think it's probably one of those things where, oh, this guy's going to stay sharp if he's in a quarterback battle. But we all know Adrian Martinez is going to be the quarterback. And Luke McCaffrey will back him up and could come into the game uh, if Martinez struggles and stuff like that. And I'm sure Scott Frost is a little tired of Adrian Martinez struggling and all of the things that happened last year. I always thought Martinez was going to win the job anyway. Um, but I just don't know if they have the firepower to stay with Ohio State in any sense or the players on either side of the ball. And, you know, Nebraska people won't like to hear that. And if it's 35-21 and I hear it from them, fine. I mean, you only lost by two touchdowns. But I would be surprised if Ohio State doesn't go out there and just, and just start putting the pedal to the metal every game. What is Tennessee's record if Adrian Martinez did not flip from the Vols to the Huskers? Very interesting. Thank you. Very good question, Mike. Thank you. And I'm going to pull up their schedule just to make sure that I have the right record. They are currently two and two. Two and two. They would be possibly three and one. They would have beaten Kentucky, I think. Kentucky's not bad, though. Kentucky's no, like that not. frustrating team to play. Two pick sixes you could not recover from. No, that's that's a disgrace. And I know Martinez struggled last year, but I don't think he's throwing two pick sixes. Um, no. But, I, you know, I always love looking at that stuff. Yeah, that's fun. We should do a series on it. I know, but the problem with it is, like, you know, what if Derrick Henry went to Georgia? Yes. You know, like, he originally committed to Georgia. Yes. I'm, I'm too lazy to, like, put the pieces together. Like, okay, so was that the same year they got DeAndre Swift? Or was that the same year they got Nick Chubb? I can't remember. I think it was Nick Chubb. So would Nick Chubb had gone to Georgia, had Derrick Henry State committed? Where would? Nick oh, you mean piecing gone? the timelines together? Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a lot of work. Now, if you want to do it, and I'll put a take on it, we can double byline it. I have no problem with that. I think it's a great idea. Like, what if? Yeah, it, it would be a very fun thing. Like, like Mac Jones. What if he stuck with Kentucky? Right. Huh? He'd be a three-year starter by now, probably. Or two-year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great series, but I don't want to do the work. Well, let, let, let's take some food off my plate here, and maybe I can start digging into it after this week. What food is on your plate? 42 sting factors, 1,800 making the cases. Yeah, but you're not doing fantasy this year. You got plenty of time. Yes, I have plenty of time. Plus, you're doing the making the cases way too early. I know. I, I like them. But I do them right after they announce their top list. I know, but they, we just did a 2020 kid, Billy Schroff. He's a 2020. 2022 kid. Sorry. 2022. He right. announced the top four. I, hey, I like being ahead of the curve, Mike. I know you do, and he's going to Notre Dame. That's my prediction. So yeah, I but think I, so. I like. Listen, I like all the work you do. I get behind on it sometimes because it's so much for me to put in my little two sentences. It's very difficult. Um, I'm juggling a lot, especially with my new social media campaign to try to right. Yes, that's connect with my younger time. audience. But but yeah, I think it's a great. Well, now that we're saying it, someone's going to steal it. Someone who's got time is going to steal the idea. But there was somebody the other day that had been committed to an, oh, 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 Travis Sam Etienne, Alba. Travis Etienne. Oh. Where was he committed before Clemson? Arkansas? Texas A&M. Was he? Texas imagine if they stuck with him. You know, I mean, imagine if they didn't lose him. Yeah. The whole college football landscape, Justin Fields could be at Penn State right now. Sam Howell could be at Florida State. Absolutely. I mean, let's discuss this. I, I, it's going to be a lot more work for you, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, I think it would be fun I, because there, are, there would be so many of them. I mean, there so are. many. So, I mean, there's tons. You know, Saquon Barkley, what if he stayed at Rutgers? Hmm. He would not have been drafted in the top four. I'm so mad at him. I, I spent all my fantasy money on him and Austin Eckler, and they both get hurt. He hurt his knee. It's not his fault. Tough enough. <sighs> Maya, did you say toughen up? He blew out his ACL. <laughs> that's horrible. I'm five and one in my fantasy team, by the way. See, that, that, that shows me that it's not skill. It's just no, luck. It, it's, well, I've only won one time in 20 years. But uh, it's a PPR league for the first time ever. I and I, I went heavy on wide receivers. Yeah. So I'm pretty smart. But um, 
speaking of those guys, like Keenan Allen. Yeah. Where was he committed before Cal? He was committed. Hold on. I know this one because he's from North Carolina. Alabama. Correct. Yeah. Imagine if he stuck with that. Because Nick Saban at the end said, you can play wide receiver for us because that's what he wanted to play. But he went to Cal because his brother was a quarterback transferring from Buffalo. Yeah, a lefty kid. Yeah, and um, and Alabama wasn't recruiting him, so he went to Cal and played wide receiver. Now he's an old pro, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just think of any name in the NFL or think of three names or four names in the NFL, and, and one of them had been committed to another program. So it's, it's really interesting. Are we doing re, are we doing current guys or just uh, all timers? Oh, you could go all time, but there were less D commitments back in the day. Fewer. Less. Is that bad English? Yeah, it's bad English. I do this all the time on purpose on Twitter. I say myself and Adam Gorney, and then I get these nerds, these, these Twitter nerds coming. No, he's grammar. You get paid to write. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I do it on purpose. You idiots. <laughs> All right, what conference are we on now? Are we done with that? Because it's, well, it's we, running we, quite we, long here. Talking to Big Ten, Michigan and Minnesota is the only good game. Who do you got? I have to take Michigan out of principle. I, but, have, uh, I have Minnesota. I think, um, you know, I think Nico Collins is a huge loss for Michigan. I know they got, you know, they got some losses on defense as well. Their quarterback situation uh, – I don't know about Joe Milton. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but man, Joe Milton was very erratic. A big arm kid, just like Felipe Franks. You know, you look at him, he's big, strong, big arm, but you know, sometimes the ball would fly. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe in Tanner Morgan in Minnesota. So I got that. Should we bet on that? Like using the line and then the, the loser next week has to do something stupid. That line opened Minnesota minus one and a half and has swung to Michigan minus three. Yeah, so give me three. Early money, early money is smart money. So I'm I'm taking Michigan there, minus three. All right. I'm taking Minnesota. You're giving me three. Loser has to do what on the podcast? Oh God. Something stupid. Have the podcast? No. Show, no, we already showed our hairlines last week. We're not showing anything. All right. We'll think of something. We we'll think of something that. over the week. All right. Pac-12 is far away, so we won't even talk about them. They don't deserve a mention because they're no. the um, snowflakes that decided that we're going to play seven games and we're going to wait till November. Um, Got to stay think, safe out here, Mike. What? Got to stay safe out here. Well, there is a third wave. Already, toilet paper is starting to disappear off the shelves in Connecticut. But luckily, back in May, uh, when toilet paper started to come back in stock, I bought I bought two cartons of toilet paper. So that's like four 16-roll uh, packages in a carton. So I have, I have eight 16-roll uh, things of toilet paper. That should last you a few years. No, no. There's a lot that goes on in this house that needs to be taken care of. I mean, I'm drinking bang and I don't eat well. So, but it should last me through the pandemic again, you know, through the third wave. Let's Ooh, talk TV okay. and then, and then we'll, and then I'll do my, my, my sports memorabilia of the week. Um, TV. Okay. So 90 day fiance is over, but the other way has started. Do you watch the other way? I'm not going to get into the other way. I have to limit how much I watch. I think that's a good idea. It's not very good. Okay. okay. I watch it. It's not that great. So the only problem is that the 90 day people like Angela and those guys comment on the other way on pillow talk. So oh, it, is, it is a little bit interesting. Um, but so we won't talk about that. I'm watching Ozark. I'm in season two. Uh, I find it entertaining yet unfeasible that he's not only making a deal with the cartel, but he's also making a deal with a local renegade landowner who, you know, shoots cartel people. And yeah. then he has to make a deal with the Kansas city mob. Um, his right hand person is like a 19 year old girl. Yeah. From the Ozarks. It's, it's the whole thing is just ridiculous, but I can't stop watching it. Um, 
and then the boys I've already watched, you're going to watch that, the superheroes that, that are despicable people. That's a great show. But give me something to watch. We are watching The, the New Bachelorette. Not going to do it. You have to. I've watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette for years and years and years, and I just got so tired of it because someone would show up in a limo in a shark outfit. I know. I hate that person. Like a basketball, or something, and I just want to punch them as hard as I can in the throat. I yeah. Who it is. And then there's always some, in The Bachelorette, there's always some macho guy that everybody hates. And then there's some nerd guy that, that he has a sob story. Every person has a personal story where they've lost somebody to cancer. I'm tired of it. But this is the new storyline. She feels like she fell in love with Dale on night one and might want to cut off the rest of everyone else and only pursue Dale. Okay, so guess what? She's not going to because the show would end, you know? <laughs> That's like wondering every episode of 24 whether Kiefer Sutherland's going to get blown up. Um, Are you watching Big Brother? He's not going to get blown up. No, because it was an all-star group, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I watched the first one. I didn't like it. The problem with the all-star groups is that they're not cutthroat enough. They just want to kind of be friends with each other and kind of hang out in the house. There's not a lot of backstabbing and I mean, I don't need to see the girl from Wisconsin win again. You know, she's I, in the final four. Of course she is. I, I don't need, I need new blood. And plus it's a commitment. It's a Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday commitment. Yes. Uh, with my new social media um, campaign, I don't have time for that. So I'm not watching that. Um, are you going to watch the, 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 the one about Mama's Boy, that show? Mama's Boy? Yeah, it's on TLC. It's about guys who are married to girls, but they're mama's boys, and their mother is, like, like grooming them. Oh, like very involved? Down there and stuff. And uh, No, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it's it. It's, like, smothered, but not as bad. Oh, okay. I didn't watch, I didn't watch Smothered. No, I don't watch it. I don't watch that. What else are we watching? What else do we watch? You watch Pimple Popper? I can't get into that. Now, my brother and his family love my 600-pound life. I love it, too. I eat so much while I'm watching it. It's unbelievable. And I get into it from, for here, here and there, but after an episode or two, I'm just like, I, I need something else. Oh, it's depressing. It's like Hoarders. I used to get into Hoarders. Yes, so, I did, too. Right, but then it got a little too dark. Yeah. When the, when the poop is stacked up to the ceiling and you wonder how they took that last poop. <laughs> you wonder. You ever wonder how they got up there to take that last one? I, I watched one with my wife once and there was something rotting in the side and the lady goes, oh, that's just the pumpkin. And it was like, it was like 500 pumpkins that were all just like rotting in a room. And I'm like, I, okay, I, I can't watch that. Well, I don't watch the, the animal popper. hoarding got me too. I can't watch the animal. Oh popper. no, I can't watch that at all. Once I see that, I have to turn it off. But I do watch Six Hundred Pound Life, um, and I stuff my fat face, and I feel so thin while I'm watching it. But it is That's difficult because they do poop in a bucket, or sometimes they have to be hosed down like an elephant outside. Yeah. Um, you know, and they all they do is complain for two hours, and they go to the doctor now, and they lose like six pounds when all they have to do is not eat one cheeseburger out of their 20 cheeseburger meals and they'd lose 30 pounds and then they make excuses and they say they're following the diet and they must have a thyroid problem or it's fascinating to me the excuses so i do like it but it's a little depressing. Yeah. pimple popper is so disgusting and and my feet are killing me is worse than that have you seen that i think feet are disgusting so i don't want to see that at all i won't even watch it is unbelievable like this one person had these feet that it's hard to describe they 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 look like rotten eggplants like just rotten eggplants and they're i have no interest so now i'm watching you know i watch that every once in a while a little bit but i don't know what else i watch i watch a lot of reruns of mom you ever watch mom mom is uh, is an underrated funny show hilarious show yeah mom is funny I've been re-watching The West Wing like two or three times because that's that one of my show. favorite shows. That was a good show. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, man, I, I forget it. Night. Big Brother. Nah. I've been watching more baseball than usual just because the Dodgers are still in it, just to see what's going on. 
news. All right. TV section yeah. sucks. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. You ready? For, For what? the collectible of the week? Yes. And then I have to go because my daughter is being picked up from preschool in five minutes. Um, she's got a lot of pasting and... So I spent the last hour and a half doing this podcast when I... Stick drawing and pasting and stuff. Like, she's really learning a lot. Yeah, last week she put uh, cotton balls on sheep. On you little know what? That will... That's something you'll use in your 20s. Absolutely. It's all about fine motor development at this point, Mike. Do you want college or NFL? I think I want college. All right. Let me give a shout out. Ah, I think my butt fell asleep. Hold on. Eh. Look at this beauty. That's I'm a nice one. Not signed yet. Don't know who I'm going to get to sign it. I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I want to go old school and get a Dan Fouts signature, whether I want to go someone like Justin Herbert new, but look at that. Now people tell me that this is like the seventh or eighth best Oregon helmet that there is out there. But this is the old school Oregon Ducks, Joey, Fauci, guys like that. Pretty nice, right? It's okay. What don't you like about it? Is it that matte yellow color? I can't tell if it's the shiny uh, it's, or the. It's not matte, but it's not shiny either. There's a sheen on the logo, on the on the, on the decal, the O. But this is because. I'm showing this because Mario Cristobal and his staff have, um, you know, top three rated class in the country and they're kicking butt. And uh, yeah. Oregon by far has the best helmet selection of anybody in the country, hands down. I'm more of a uh, Penn State helmet kind of guy. I had them almost last. Remember when we did that? Which is so insane. That, it's white. It's, it's classic. It's white. Some things don't change with the times, Mike. Yeah, but it's boring. It's white. They could put oh, a lion on it or something. Classic. Put a lion on it. You know what? You know what Penn State is like. It's like wearing a nice black tuxedo to a wedding. Not these short cropped pants with shoes with no socks or a, a, a regular tie or tails or anything else. Quack. Quack quack. <laughs> I think we're. Uh, we're done here. Who, who's the uh, who's who's the right-handed guy up there? Is that Warren Moon? Next to the guy in the red? Yeah, the guy throwing the football the other way. Yeah, right there. No, you had him. You had him. The guy in the red next to him throwing the football. Throwing the football. Yes. That okay. So I'm gonna tell you what a loser I am. Ready? I had custom McFarlands done for every number one player in Rivals.com history. That's Jimmy Clausen. You want to see it a little closer? You do. Sure. This is Jimmy Clausen, our number one player. What year was that? 2007? Yeah, I think so. What team did he play for, Gordy? Notre Dame. No, no, no. This is his high school. Oh, this is the high school. Oh, my God. We need to end this podcast five oh, look minutes. At, look at the logo. Look at look, Oaks Christian, logo. baby. That's right. Do you see the logo for Oaks Christian right there? The OC is on the other side. There we go. Very. I mean, you want to talk about perfect. attention to detail, and you want to talk about the biggest loser known to man. That is money well spent. Yeah. Well, we will show you those too because I've got all of them. Well, I not cannot all. wait to see them. I didn't do a Brian Breezy for Zay yet. I don't think I've heard Sean Gary, but I got, I got, I got Jimmy. Yeah, you gotta step you it gotta up. You gotta admit that's cool. It's high school one. So cool. There's the camera. All right. I think we've seen it. Come on. And he's throwing. That's his release too. That's his release. That was the problem. I know. I'm glad you asked about that though. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Let's be done with this. Follow Gorney. What are you, Adam Gorney on Twitter? Yep. What's your Instagram? I don't do Instagram. All right. I am Rivals Mike on Twitter. I, I am Rivals Godfather on Instagram. It's growing rapidly. 
Mm. I am Rival's Godfather on TikTok, where I am starting to put up stuff as well. Um, do you have a TikTok? I do, yes, but only to send Woody videos so he could put it on the main account because I'm a I'm a company man. You're a team guy. Okay. So follow follow us at Twitter uh, and follow the main account. Go to rivals.com for your subscription needs. Uh, whatever team you love, we've got a team site for it. And thank you very much for sitting through this ridiculousness. I'm going to stop recording now. Bye.